Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, you hear that voice in your head yet again. If only you had the courage to say what you felt inside. If only you had given a hard no to that unnecessary request. If only you had confronted that employee or person in your personal life who was letting you down. These if only moments can show up as a clench in your gut or a lump in your throat and are at the heart of why 85% of people die with a significant regret in their life. This is not the life you want to live. In this episode, we describe what it means to be a last day percenter and how it can help you move beyond if only moments. Let's walk. out and walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. If you're new to the podcast, we walk. We integrate three things, movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises so we can be better in our most important moments and so we can live all of our moments with more presence, with more gratitude. So just to start, see if you can let go of whatever you were thinking, whatever you were planning, and almost get out of your head and just arrive in this moment. Just feel your feet on the ground. Make the choice to really be present in this moment. We start by practicing mindfulness, walking mindfulness. We find people struggle to do sitting mindfulness. So we kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. We move and we practice mindfulness. And it has the same outcomes we know from very good research. And mindfulness is just paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. So we decide what we're going to pay attention to. And if our mind wanders, we just note that it's wandered and come back to whatever it is we're paying attention to. And so right now, as you know, physical sensations only are present in the moment, as opposed to thought, which can be in the future or past we tune into our physical sensations. So just feel your belly rise and fall. And it might be very subtle sense, sensing of the rising and falling, but just tune in, rise and fall. And now I'm gonna guide you through moving from belly rising and falling and intersperse it with tuning into the body. And so I'll guide you. So 
belly rise and fall and feel your sits area or your buttocks. Just tune into whatever sensations are present. Belly rise and fall. Now move into your legs and note whatever sensations are present. Belly rise and fall. Move to your torso. Belly rise and fall. Move to your hands. Belly rise and fall. Move to your head and neck. Belly rise and fall. Move to your eyes. And now just soften the hands. Relax the heart. Tune in to any sounds that you hear present. Re-relax the body if you feel it tightening up. But even if you don't, we can sometimes just give a little instruction and that really helps. So re-relax your body. And if your mind wanders, which it will, just note that it's wandered and come back to breathing. And now standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful, feeling so fortunate to be able to move, breathe, think, connect with others. And really taking this time to tune in to the body and our breathing and getting out of that thinking mind. Fantastic. And now moving to our idea of the day. You want to speak out. Use your voice. Take a stand. But it's sometimes easier to choke down the words and exit quietly. And once again, you've left the unsaid hanging in the air. If only you had the courage to say what you felt inside. If only you had given a no to that unnecessary request. If only you had confronted the employee who was letting the team down. These if-only moments can show up as Again, that clench in your gut or lump in your throat and are your hardest challenges. They are also your greatest opportunities. We call them the last 8%. The last 8% is when the going gets tough, when the heat is turned up, when we are feeling the pressure and we are feeling most exposed and vulnerable. Most of us can take a difficult situation most of the way, 92% of the way, say 92% of what we want to say in that conversation. But it's in that final push when we start to feel the weight of the moment that we either fold under the pressure or we get reckless and make a mess. 
And there's a lot at stake. There's a lot at stake for us professionally. There's clearly a lot at stake personally. And we've talked about that in the podcast, but there's a lot at stake professionally. When we're under pressure, there's more cortisol in our brain and in the brain of anyone else who's in that moment with us. Cortisol is a stress hormone. And one of the effects of cortisol is that it, that it sears in memories when we're under pressure. So it sears it in in a more profound and powerful way. And so that means that you can do great in 92% of the moments, but when you face a more high-pressure last 8% moment and there's more cortisol in everyone's brain, whatever decision you make, whatever behavior you engage in gets seared into the brain of everyone else who's in that moment with you. And that creates your external reputation. It's unfair, but it's just the way the world works. It's human behavior. So it makes sense for us to learn tools to be better in these moments, to learn how to manage stress and pressure so we can be better in these moments. So that's your external reputation, but there's a lot at stake in terms of our internal reputation. What do I mean by that? Well, someone else is watching. When we decide not to say no, when we don't use our voice, we're watching. And we see ourselves taking an off-ramp, not doing what we know we should be doing. And so that starts to create a downward, vicious cycle of shame, regret, embarrassment, and it starts to eat away at our confidence. And then the next time that we face a last 8% situation, we are more tentative. And we are more prone to avoid again. And finally, there's a lot at stake when it comes to results. And the organizations in which we work, you know, we are there to get results. There's many reasons why we work, but that's one of them, certainly from an organization's point of view, and even from ours. And if we're not moving into that last 8% zone where things are difficult, where we have to have the tough conversations, make the tough choices, do the difficult tasks, then we will not get results. And the way I like to think of it is our competitors are facing the same last 8%, so we don't need to be perfect. But if we can just be a little bit better, that can make a significant difference. It can differentiate us. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. What we know is that there are people who can handle the last 8% with the composure required to settle unsettled business. And it's in this last 8% when we have the biggest opportunity to impact others and learn more about ourselves. William Faulkner said, you cannot swim for new horizons until you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. Every time you enter into last 8%, where you're putting yourself at risk, where you are more vulnerable, you are having the courage to lose sight of the shore. But it's only there where you have the opportunity to not have these if-only moments 
rule your life. The last 8% is a new way of going all in with life, to live out with maximum courage and minimum regret, without that weight of what if sitting on your shoulders. And that's precisely what we want for you. But it will take work. It doesn't just happen by itself. You need to build up the skills of emotional intelligence because it's emotions that get in our way. You've got to build up the courage because it does take that ability to leave the site of shore. And these skills, as you know, these are learnable skills. And they don't just help us create the career and impact we want to have, but also the life and relationships too. Paolo Cello in The Devil and Miss Prim wrote, When we least expect it, life sets us a challenge to test our courage and willingness to change. At such a moment, there's no point in pretending that nothing has happened or in saying that we are not yet ready. The challenge will not wait. Life does not look back. A week is more than enough time for us to decide whether or not to accept our destiny. What a great quote. To be a last eight percenter means to see last eight percent situations not as something to avoid, but required to transform ourselves into our best selves, the best version of ourselves. To be a last eight percenter means to understand how emotions can get in the way. And so we need to learn these skills of emotional intelligence to manage last eight percent. To be a last eight percenter means we take responsibility. We don't blame others for our situations or our emotions. We believe that mood follows movement. Not we believe. I mean, we do believe. That's what the science clearly states so that's why we walk that's why we move we also believe at the last eight percent that we will not be our best selves we will not be high performers we won't be happy and healthy and connected in the way we want to be unless we manage our brain unless we manage our autonomic nervous system that's why a lot of our instructor-led courses our last eight percent academy all are based on understanding what the brain does under pressure. And we don't believe in having good luck. We believe in good preparation and good courage. And finally, we believe that things happened, happen for us, not to us. We believe that things happen for us, not to us. And this is the how of leadership. This is how we can lead, whether we're a formal leader or not. Again, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Making a decision whether you're a last eight percenter or not. And importantly, it doesn't mean you need to be perfect. Nobody in this community is perfect. But we begin again and again and again when things don't work out. We pick ourselves up again and again when things 
fall apart. George R. R. Martin wrote in A Game of Thrones, Bran thought about it. Can a man still be brave if he's afraid? That is the only time a man can be brave, his father told him. Let me say that again. Bran thought about it. Can a man still be brave if he's afraid? His father told him, that is the only time a man can be brave. So let's move to our three by three. If you're getting something out of this podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Please join our Facebook group. Please share this with as many people as you can who are struggling, who are feeling some regret. We want to build a great movement that makes a big difference in this world. So three by three, feel three mindful breaths right down into the toes, calming this body. And now three things that you can feel grateful for. Fantastic. Now three goals that you have for the day. What do you want to get done today? Just kind of almost almost rise up above your life, look down and say, okay, for this day, what would make it a great day in terms of being productive? What do I want to focus on? What are the big rocks, the really important parts? Fantastic. Now, bringing this energy and this focus and this big heart into the day. I want to finish with a quote from Nettie Palou. Yes, my mother. She said to me, if you make choices from your heart for the right reasons, how can you go wrong? Let me say that again. If you make choices from your heart for the right reasons, how can you go wrong? Have a wonderful day.